You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil right? Hello and welcome. It's us at So You Want to Read Tolkien. Yay. Today Yay! we are discussing the 1978 animated film The Lord of the Rings because. Ooh. We couldn't find a time where we could all get drunk, so we thought this would be fun uh, alternative to our regular scheduling until we can find a day when we can all get drunk. It's hard. Holiday parties I would like everywhere. to point out that this, this is Caitlin's fault for working night shift because I would get drunk on a work night, but you have to go to work. That would be like getting drunk on a work morning. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Anyway, turns out the holidays, I spend a lot of it drinking, and yet it's really hard to find a time to drink with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When we had to just try to schedule a drunk time, I was like, I don't want, I don't want another day where I have to get drunk. It's already <laughs> too many. I mean, in all fairness, no one knows how much we actually drink. Cut that part out, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil it. Don't let them look behind the curtain. I mean, usually when we're drunk for an episode, we we're, get pretty we're, drunk. we're pretty drunk. I mean, we get there. Fair. Caitlin's the one that has to edit us. Who's the yeah. one who truly knows? Anyway, so Oof. this uh, film was uh, directed by a man named Ralph Bakshi and written by some men named Chris Conkling and Peter S. Beagle. I, of course, recognize the name of Peter S. Beagle for having written... That blew my mind when I saw it. Yeah. I Yeah, it was crazy. He obviously wrote The Last Unicorn, and I believe he wrote, or he at least worked on the screenplay for that movie also. He did, yes. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. And I will say, it seems bonkers that this movie is so terrible, but actually, the script wasn't exactly all that bad. It was just everything around it. I was going to say, I'm having a hard time divorcing the script from the expressions they made the animated characters make. Oh my God. The terrible so voice acting. It was yeah. a collection of failures on many levels. And I guess calling it an animated film is a little bit of a misnomer because what it was was half done rotoscoping. Yeah, which <laughs> I was expecting it to be all animation. So that really threw me. I spent the first like three minutes, which, by the way, the opening is definitely a horror movie soundtrack. But I spent the first three minutes like staring at the screen going, this isn't animated. This is just live action behind a screen. Yeah. Yeah, it felt yeah. like... Felt like a high school production. Yep. It was for, like, there was one shot that was just like a cut scene of a cloud, like <laughs> actual like photo of a cloud. <laughs> like, yep, that's sure, that's sure a cloud there. And then there was one random scene where I was like, oh my God, this is actually beautiful. 
And it was when like the Nazgul is flying by Mm -hmm. in the night sky. And it's just like a distant shot of the sky with a Nazgul, you know, fell beast flying. And I was like, this is like two seconds of beautiful in an otherwise horrifying hellscape of animation. (laughs) I love, yeah, no, the setting was really good because they also did one where they're like panning the Shire and they're, they're going through the seasons. Yeah. And it's like, it's fall, it's winter, it's spring and summer, it's fall. And then they started doing it like, a quarter second and they just kept rotating it to prove that like 17 years passed <laughs> and um then it was a horror movie again i was like this was so beautiful until suddenly oh my god it never stopped yeah it was it was a special experience i remember <laughs> not enjoying it as it when i watched it when i was 14 or whatever but i didn't remember it being quite this I did not enjoy myself that's not true. I enjoyed being mean to it because this is, I'm petty. I feel like this is a good time for me to share the PSA, which I avoided Googling anything about this while I was watching because I knew pretty much nothing. This is not actually the entire thing. Mm-hmm. This is half of the Lord of the Rings. It ends, you know, vaguely two towers-ish. It's mostly the end of the two towers, so... But it doesn't even quite make it there. Yeah, it's, it's partway through. I was like at... Uh, an hour and 20 minutes in as they're just finishing up fellowship and this thing is called the lord of the rings i'm like holy are they just skipping two towers entirely and just going and chucking the ring in like (laughs) i mean that's that'd be a choice but yeah so it makes a lot more sense why you said we should watch it now Mm -hmm. i was like as i'm watching again i was like well, at least there'll be so little to Return of the King that I can't talk about what they didn't include from the book in it, because it'll be everything. So there were some divergences from the book, <laughs> which <laughs> when they happened, I immediately, the, the, okay, the very first one um, is that they talk about how the elven smiths made the rings of power for the elves and the dwarves and the men. Right, yes. And I definitely had a moment where I was watching and I was like, hang on. Did Sauron not, or not Sauron, ah, did Sauron not make the rings of power? Have I been wrong this whole time? And then I was like, no, this movie's just lying to us. Why? Yes. What was the point? I mean, to be fair, like elves were involved in the making yeah, of the rings. It but it sounds like there was no Sauron until Sauron at the very end yeah. wanted to create one ring to rule them all. Instead of like Sauron enticing them as, I don't know what to call them, gifts to everyone as like this being their idea. Yeah, no, but that was very strange. I enjoyed everything that was kind of similar to the Peter Jackson films. Like, I don't know if Peter Jackson was trying to, like, pay homage or if it was just like, well, this is just the best way to do it. So two different people decided that that was the way to do it. Apparently, he did uh, cite this as actually being some of his inspiration. Thank you, Wikipedia. Okay. It told me that while it also told me that this was only half of the thing and that the second half never happened. There is an animated Return of the King (laughs) that a lot of people do sort of think of as a sequel, but it's very different. It's done by different people and it's done in a different style. That might not be a bad thing. I mean, we'll we'll get there, but yeah. Um, I want to look at my notes because, okay, everyone has short hair. Why? All of the men and elves, they all have like, basic haircuts but they all have that 70s hair yeah mm-hmm. all of them and frodo's just... a ginger <laughs> why was frodo a ginger yeah why? um at one point at one point elrond was suddenly there and i was like is that supposed yeah, to be elrond throne or? elevated above people i was so confused he looked like a man yeah he did look like him he looked kind of like tom Selleck. yes yes 
He looked exactly like that. Although to be fair, I think that describes half of the people in this movie. (laughs) Everyone was the same. Everyone was not the same. Okay, everybody was almost the same height, with the exception of Sam and Mary and Pippin and Bilbo. Even Frodo was very tall to be a hobbit. Yeah, when I, I guess I didn't notice at first, but there's one bit when they're outside the Mines of Moria, when Legolas and Gimli are sitting next to each other. And I was like, what is happening there? They're the same They're size. the same height. Why? Yeah. yeah. And then when Frodo is standing next to Bilbo after Bilbo um, almost takes the ring, and you're like, why is Bilbo a head and a half shorter than Frodo? Why? And then you realize everybody else is too. Even with like the huge hair that Samwise Gamgee has. I was going to say wears. You don't wear hair. <laughs> so maybe this hair. It was excessive. Even with his huge hair, he was still so short. It's the size of Frodo's responsibilities. Yes. <laughs> Sam was the worst. Yeah. He I, was just simpering. I, it's the, the choices they made with his character design were kind of just gross. They were. Like, he's no different than anything else. It's not like racist, but I don't like, yeah, I couldn't quite come up with how to describe it. It's just they very yeah, his problematic. Nose, his nose was huge. His mouth was huge. He was very small, but like misproportioned. Mm-hmm. In a way that other characters weren't. But then also it was weird because they kept doing these like pseudo love interest moments with Frodo that shouldn't have been there. But like his teeth were weird. In every scene that he was talking, I could see his teeth. And they were all like not And the whites of his eyes. Good. Yeah. And his voice was he, he looked terrible. Yeah, Ugh. he looked like the weird styling of Peter Pettigrew after de ratifying. Yes. Mm. yes. And you're like except with a bigger nose. Okay, like, I guess we're going with the creative license here of, like, you actually look like a rat. Like, you don't, that's not how that works. But, you know, whatever. You were a rat for 13 years. (laughs) You've grown Um, into it. But, yeah. So, okay. Uh, In addition to people looking terrible and also another of Frodo's love interests that never happened, Strider looked atrocious. He, where are his pants? I know, but those thighs. Where are his pants? Long shanks. <laughs> Long shanks. I am pretty sure. Brings a whole new meaning to that name. There's a scene where they gave him bigger thighs just so we couldn't see directly <laughs> up his crotch. <laughs> oh my god! And then Boromir was... shows up and also has the uh, sexy legs. You're like, all right. Yeah, but he also has a Viking helmet. So. Oh yeah, he's just a straight Viking. Added intrigue. He's the only one who had facial hair. Yeah. Which, hello, the dwarves are so offended. Oh, I just found this note. Sorry, back to Elrond. I wrote down, Elrond looks like a suburban dad on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a suburban dad who like had to show up to a Comic-Con with his kid, but couldn't be bothered to cosplay anything. So he just tied a sheet around his neck. <laughs> yes. No, Strider looked terrible, and I couldn't tell what it was about it that really tweaked me besides the lack of pants except that he's really mean yeah. like he has no sense of humor yeah and his his face artistry is just weird he looked like it's he like, man yes but like with more lines on his face uh, yeah okay. uh, sorry not the face just like his whole general oh. character oh, yeah. design oh, the, the whole thing was very he man <laughs> the no pants not thing good. though was very that was a choice capital c also, when he pulls his sword out, that very first scene where we meet him at the end, and he's like super, super mean, mm-hmm. the innkeeper, um, and he pulls out his sword, and he's like, I could have taken it whenever I wanted. And he's like, when you look at it, it looks like it's missing just the tip of its sword. Like, the mm-hmm. angle makes it look so much longer, so it just looks really stupid. Uh, they never like, like rectangle. They never fixed the sword, did they? No. 
Like at one point he just whips it out later and it's still broken. I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. That's yep. Although, um, just generally across this, swords were worthless. <gasps> yeah, what's up? They with just that? sort of boinked off of things. Um <laughs> so I always joke that like the difference between a movie being PG and PG thirteen when it's fantasy is whether blood stays on the sword. Mm. Oh no, that's not joking. That's really that's that's true. I mean, there's other things with it, but it's definitely yeah, but, a big part of it. Well, what does it mean when your swords just like boink off of things? Like everything was rubber against these swords. It's G. And the sound effects too were just like flump. The only sound effects that sounded real were, in fact, the ones from, what did you call it, Kaylin? The rotoscoping? Yeah. When they were, in fact, real. <laughs> the other sound effects were so weird. Was um, so- John Hurt was one of the voices? No. He was Aragorn, right? Like What? How is he so bad? Right? Like, you are actually really good, dude. He is. He was in Merlin. He was the dragon in Merlin, and he did a great job at being a crotchety old prisoner dragon. Yeah, yeah I just realized maybe he didn't do that great a job. <laughs> anyway, he was not this bad in Merlin. Yeah, Anthony but, um, oh, I think Daniels I've, I've is never... in this. That's insane. Oh, he plays Legolas. Oh Crazy. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's talk about that entrance. Okay, what was up with that? What is up with Legolas's eyeballs? <laughs> they... Legolas entered the scene. Now I've suddenly forgotten what forest they were in after Frodo's been stabbed. Yeah, and then the they conveniently woods. walk along at a leisurely pace while being followed by black riders. <laughs> Well, I was just like, oh, it's not going to be Arwen. Maybe we'll actually get Glorfindel. And then said, like, up comes an elf riding with blonde hair. And I'm I was like, so Glorfindel. I was no. Legolas. I have talked to you about how this is this was Legolas and how I think it's funny that both films were like, Glorfindel's not important. Fuck that. I think you've said after, that, but I didn't after remember After I that. saw the scene, I remembered you saying mm. that. But yeah, in the moment, I did, I did not, not remember. remember that at all. Um, also, Legolas's bow just has like these little curly cues on the end. We're like, it, this is not he a practical fabulous. bow, but it is fabulous looking. Also, how else would we differentiate him from any other character? But his eyes—they like tilted off his in the wrong face. direction, and they were That's so because big. He has to be able to see over and... the curvature of the earth. At least they weren't as big as the eyes they gave any lady character with like oh huge chunky eyelashes. What about the size of Frodo's eyes? It was hilarious. Right. They took up half his face. Yeah. Everything is terrifying. Everything. Um, I did like that we got the story of Baron and Luthien in here briefly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, there's like, he was her doom, but also her love. And uh, Sam and Frodo share this really long, <laughs> sappy look that made me viscerally uncomfortable. My, my main thought during that scene was just that, Aragorn, you're a terrible storyteller. He was a terrible storyteller. I had to, you know, I mean... Everything about it was terrible. But I was like, oh, character reactions. They seem so excited about this. Wait, what? Because obviously, as we have acknowledged, Frodo and Aragorn are supposed to be getting together, not Frodo and Sam. Yes. I mean, there were some great times where they, like, cuddle each other. <laughs> but, like, this Sam is not Sam. Mm-mm. No. The- this Sam is just whiny. Like, they had to end the movie where they did, because this Sam could never fight off... Oh my god, Shelob and some orcs and stuff. This time was such a terrible wimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, okay, I love, I want to just go and talk about the uh, sort of semi-beginning of it, because I think we can go with all of our things we like, but we should, if we at least somewhat go chronologically, we'll remember <laughs> things. Right. Okay. Um, but when Gandalf, you know, like, comes and says all the things, and, like, he has his super melodrama moment, where he, like, does an interpretive dance to the... One ring to rule them all speech. Right. 
Um, and then they're suddenly outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, they have this whole conversation, and then they're, like, walking along, and all of a sudden, um, Sam's just plucked out of the bushes. Like, it's not even you're outside the window. He's just, they're walking along, and Sam's in the bushes. It was womp, so weird. Womp, womp. That was pretty good. Yeah. But didn't- What about the magical mugging that happened in Bree? Oh, yeah. The only, yeah. The only thing I remember about Bree is Frodo singing- which was actually pretty cool that they worked in the song or kept that bit. But when the camera would be on Frodo, it was very animated. And then when it would cut to the people, it was not quite finished animated. And it no, was those yeah. were that was rotoscoping. Yeah. Well, yes, but it wasn't like completed rotoscoping. Like there's right there's good rotoscoping out there that is completed and was doesn't it look. Was in 1978? Well, a lot of a lot of early Disney films are rotoscoped, right? And that sort of thing. I didn't know that they are. Yeah. No, they just were like, I, I don't know if they just, like, how they worked it. They're like, okay, here's the scenes your animators are going to actually draw. And then they're like, oh, shit, we have to fit the rest of this movie together. Whatever. Squish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but no, when Frodo's singing, that's the moment where What's-His-Face gets magically mugged Mary. outside. Thank you. He, like, steps outside of the prancing pony and walks, like, six steps. And then dark creatures appear and a fog happens. And he's like, no. And he falls unconscious on the road. Right. Yes. Anytime Why? any magic happens, it's just sparkles. I love it. Everything's so glam. Like the mithril. It, it was always so oh, strange goodness. to me when a scene was closer to the book than Peter Jackson had it. Like how Mary went outside and saw that there was the, that the, the writers were in town and stuff. Like that was how mm-hmm. that happened in the book. But it was certainly not in the movie, in the Peter Jackson movie. But this yeah. wild, crazy ride had it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was, they had the scene where, like Gollum tries to say, hey, you know, I could take the ring. And Frodo's like, I will put it on and command you to jump off a cliff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, they did <laughs> this? They went dark. This is the scene they chose to include? <laughs> but then they also had things like when Gandalf showed up at the beginning, Frodo grabbed his ear and jumped around in a circle. Yeah. What was? Oh, my God. Yeah. Gandalf um, made some choices. Okay. A uh, serious question here. Uh-oh. Is there some reason they called him Aruman? <laughs> I don't know, because sometimes they would say Saruman. Well, at first I thought it was just like, you know, poorly they're dragging like the S at the end into the new word. But then they like there are some times where it's just Aruman. Oh, yeah. Like, I- my name is now Achel because of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think was the movie people decided they wanted it to sound different than Sauron. But there was one, there was at least one time where they did straight up say Saruman. In fact, yeah. Saruman himself might have called himself Saruman. That was a sentence. <laughs> um, also, he, he calls himself Saruman of many colors yeah. instead of the white, which is great, except uh, he's wearing bright red the whole time. Yeah, what's up yeah, with that? Yeah, it's just the one I didn't color. like that choice. That was a bad aesthetic choice. I guess everybody um, agrees that rainbow robes wouldn't look too intimidating. I yeah. mean, I don't know if you made them all white on the outside or all black on the outside. I think there are ways to do it. Got to take a risk for the reward. Mm. This is actually something that Google has answered. And um, hang on, let me go to this. But the uh, Lord of the Rings fandom page uh, does seem to also say, I say I have all of the things now. <laughs> At one point, I'm going to just read this because this is hilarious. At one point, the film's development, uh, studio executives thought that the names Saruman and Sauron were too similar and would confuse the audience and decided that Saruman should be renamed Aruman. Uh, however, 
they uh, the decision was eventually reversed, but some references remain in the finished film, like most of them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they say Aramon way more than they say Saruman. Yeah. Wow. Um, also, okay, uh, turns out uh, Tim Burton worked as an animator. Well, so many questions have now been answered. I, this, this Wikipedia page is amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really funny, though, because, like, okay, I was laughing at some of the mispronunciations you have. But how many can we name? Celeborn. Oh, um, that one hurt me so bad. Minus Tirith. Oh, um, Grima. Oh, yeah. We're in the middle of calling it Grima and Theoden and uh, eight, we did like Adoras and uh, what one of one other them put the emphasis at the end, like Adoras or something like that. Right. But in the middle of that, we had Aramon. So I'm like, OK, that's just like straight wrong. But yeah, Minus Tirith got me every time. <laughs> I know. It was insane. Yeah. Aruman. Aruman. I know we have one listener, hi Matthew, who like genuinely enjoys this film. And I just don't I don't understand how. Is it uh, probably a nostalgia factor, definitely. Maybe. But also, I've gotta be honest, there are a lot of really terrible movies, like I don't want to name names, but Vampire Academy that are terrible on every level and yet I enjoy them so much. Right. Okay, so, that's fair. No judgments. That's fair. But also, yeah. It's so good. It's, it's not, but it's so good. It's a lot. Um, did yeah. we have anything so, about this that we truly enjoyed? Yes. Okay. Hang on. There was a quote. I don't want to be like, there's just one thing. There were probably a few things, but um, the specifically, there's a quote that Bilbo says after he tries to take the ring from Frodo and he stops himself. Mm -hmm. and he's like almost on the edge of tears and he says, don't adventures ever have an end? And it was just so sad. Like, I don't, it felt very much like a PTSD commentary happening right there. Right. But I was just like, oh, no, Bilbo, they don't. And in the movie, the Peter Jackson version, Bilbo's adventure is firmly at an end. Like, he has, he has passed the torch, he is old, he is never leaving Rivendell. And in this one, it definitely seemed a lot more like, no, Bilbo, adventures are never over. You have to live this way for your entire life. Mm -hmm. Ugh. It was so good. I guess I kind of liked the ring wraiths. Like, they were truly creepy. That might be because most of this movie was kind of creepy. And it just sort of worked in the yeah. ring wraith favor. I liked bits of the ring wraiths. And then there were bits where it was just like, these are really weird. Like, whenever they walked, they walked really weird. Yeah. And it was creepy. Like, they just, they did a good job creeping me out. So, I'll give them that. Um, Galadriel was by far the best voice actress in this thing. I always loved Galadriel. You mean of the two voice actresses? Uh, uh, okay, of all of the actors. She was not bad. She was, yeah. I, sometimes I can't, the faces are such nightmare terror that mm -hmm. I can't, I, I can't pick out their performances from the nightmare, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like maybe Sam and Frodo's actors were doing a good job with what they were given. I'm never going to know. Yeah. No. <laughs> People kept raising their fists. Like, yeah, I was Gandalf slamming the table in the beginning. I was very upset about that. And he like raised his fist up at one point at Bilbo. And then later on, Frodo raised his fist up at Bilbo. Yeah, it was Bilbo. When Bilbo was trying to take back the ring, Frodo raised like he was going to punch him. Yeah. I'm like, what is defend his ring. Um, there were some choices. I really loved, there was a choice. Definitely a choice. I really loved back on the things that we enjoyed about this. I liked the Shire a lot, which was sad because we left. Mm. But um, 
the like multi-story hobbit holes i thought looked super cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and i already talked about the weather and the changing seasons how that animation was fantastic until it betrayed me by going too fast yeah it was just like there were some people on this movie who had really good ideas (laughs) and then the rest of it just yeah yeah i don't know it was definitely not in our style and i don't know if that's because i grew up with like the classic disney animation of like small noses and clean lines um so i don't appreciate the dual animation features of like rotoscoping against well there's nothing wrong with rotoscoping this was unfinished rotoscoping and that but it was deliberately weird it wasn't unfinished right that was the way they wanted it to look well i don't know they they might have run out of time and money right yeah (laughs) possible because there were times Um, when it was like yes here they are going for the look of live action like in the opening sort of prologue thing but then there were times when it was like wow this is supposed to be animated but it is not quite animated Mm -hmm. yeah um i found it interesting that i mean the the character design for Gollum was pretty close to kind of what we know Gollum was probably like the most accurate you know wasn't a full-on Gollum voice voice but you're like all right Gollum like you're actually kind of what we would expect you to be yeah. Uh, also, also interesting that in all of the things that are so bizarre, the door to Moria was still the original Tolkien exactly design. Same. It was, which was kind of nice. Like we're like, it's like the one thing that everyone's like, "Well, Tolkien did this so iconically, we've got to use it." That is actually what kind else of would interesting. You make it look like, yeah, I don't know, but it, it's Fabulous. interesting that nobody has messed with the design. Yeah. All right. Can I get back to my favorite part that was not right? Yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, my favorite part is nine minutes in and I still am not over it because it's when they're leaving and Frodo is like, I wish this hadn't happened in my time. And Gandalf is just like, so do I. (laughs) Like (laughs) that great line. (laughs) None of this like, so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And I was, I wish this hadn't happened. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was so good. It was like nine minutes in, just. That was it. Nothing nothing <laughs> happened after that that peaked. That topped out that topped that moment. Oh my god. I think my favorite bit along those lines was um later on when Gollum is following them and you know, I think Sam notices the noise and then they're talking about the noise. I don't know, but Frodo says they're bare feet and they kind of and he pauses and in my head I was like, Pit pat, they pit pat and he said, Flap. And I was like, Oh <laughs> so close. <laughs> and yet so far yeah <laughs> yeah um everything in moria was just weird yeah yeah the orcs were unsettling yep the balrog was just hilarious he was he was he was a piece of animation yep <laughs> he was a thing that happened yeah also i'm pretty sure the cave troll was just a normal sized person <laughs> my god the sizing so wrong on many levels yeah i and. I actually thought that the Watcher in the Water was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with tentacles, except for the fact that then no one's swords could do anything but bounce off of it. Well, okay. <laughs> That's why I said the Watcher in the Water was good, not the yes. scene. <laughs> um, I guess I did like Smeagollum. He had some deep symbolism <clears throat> in his moments. Yeah, I do. I think it's interesting. I'm trying to think 
of like the later stuff in the movie, which obviously like I've watched more recently, mm-hmm. but it just kind of happens. It does. Like I right? nothing stuck in my head as much as those first moments, and I don't know if it's because I was suddenly desensitized to it or if it's just because I think it kind of blends so, together. So like I said, it's like fellowship is a whole hour and 20 minutes of this thing and there's only like, you know, an hour and a little bit after that and it just keeps jumping from thing to thing. It was really weird. Like, you know, we finish the fellowship stuff, Ormir's dead, spattered with ketchup arrows. <laughs> Um, he got like five arrows in one spot. It was pretty wild. That was, uh, that was, that was buck wild. This whole movie was buck wild. Yes. But yeah, they just like, they're running and then suddenly there are orcs and then orcs are getting attacked and then suddenly, uh, following and suddenly Treebeard and then suddenly Gandalf and then go to Edoras and like, we didn't have enough of any scenes to even like register them. Yeah. And we never... We never went back to Marion Pippin and Treebeard. Yeah, what was oh, up yeah. with that? Yeah. Come on. They're just hanging out. Man, the ends. That was a moment. For a second, yeah. I thought that the end like sounded like Christopher Lee. And I thought that that would have been <laughs> very interesting, but it, it was not Lee him. Was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, sadly, no. But that would have been great. Yeah. Aside with Saruman being, sorry, Aruman <laughs> being, being in red also uh, when his... He like has his staff like brought to him or whatever, and it's like you know fists thick <laughs> compared to Gandalf. And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, Aramon's com- compensating for something there." That would it be was, your first thought. <laughs> it was just a really very weird shape. Rachel's our resident twelve-year-old. Yes, yes, I am. I'm still scrolling on this Lord of the Rings wiki page, and it's like. Much of the film used live-action footage, which was then rotoscoped to produce an animated look. This saved production costs and arguably gave the animated characters a more realistic look. <laughs> well, some of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's some arguments there. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is true, except when it was intercut with, like, the just animated, it just came across as fucking creepy. Yeah. I wrote down the word unsettling. <laughs> about that <laughs> the varying degrees of animation are dot 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 unsettling is my actual note mm-hmm. so yeah um the end here i think they knew that there wasn't going to be another movie so they were like yes by the heroic actions the world was saved and then gandalf just throws his sword up in the air like it's a graduation cap <laughs> <laughs> which isn't even something they do in england like this thing was this whole thing was so bonkers that I half expected them to actually include Tom Bombadil. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Even if he just like walked in the background like Beetlejuice style, that would have been fantastic. Yep. But no. Straight yep. on to Brie. When we remake it, we'll have Tom Bombadil <laughs> in the background. When we remake we won't make it. These mistakes. <laughs> yes. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, this actually feels more, more, way more than the Peter Jackson films. This feels like a world in which Dark Lord Tom Bombadil could take over. There's definitely a power chasm there. <gasps> no, there were definitely a few scenes, though, that just thinking were seemed pretty clearly like they were taken for um, the Peter Jackson films. So, like when they hide from the rays off the road and their horse in a disappears. Hollow, Yes, yes, the the pony that was not named Bill that was magically there. Yeah. We just 
spread out. But you're right there, it like that looks exactly exactly the same. Yeah, how it does. And there's a scene where it's like what happened to Gandalf falling, where it's like him in the Balrog, and you're like, oh, it's like the distant shot of them falling yeah. through the cavern. You're like, oh yeah, and even or okay, wait, sorry. On a, now that you bring that up, the design of Orthanc was not Orthanc. No. <laughs> That was like a building with a bell tower or something. I don't yeah. know what and then was up with there that. There was a weird table at the very top of all of that. Yeah. And I was thinking like, Gandalf could definitely just climb down this thing. <laughs> it was very strange. And when when they showed Gwai here, it was obviously just like some footage of an eagle. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite bit. It's just the that random bits. You're like, this is this is not the same movie. <laughs> Oh, I. God, it was a little discordant. Not a little. It was very discordant. Discordant is a good way to put it. Yes. Mm. Did anybody have any favorite lines that we haven't talked about yet? Just the whole thing. <laughs> Just all of it. Somehow I think that was a lie. My favorite was Sam's um, when they're climbing through the mountains, him and Frodo, and you can see Mount Doom, and he's just like, there's that Mount Doom again. <laughs> <laughs> As if, oh, we, we I, I, I can't even describe the way he said it. It was the weirdest thing. I see. They didn't even like stop by the Black Gate, did they? They just sort of. Nope. They just got Gollum's Gollum like. And- I know a shortcut through the marsh, and there's like two seconds of them in a marsh, and then they're climbing, and then that's it. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing them in a marsh. It's you don't remember the mosquitoes? I no, that I'm was no, the original the marsh. earlier marsh. Oh, yeah, darn it. I don't remember the dead marshes. I don't think I remember the dead marshes. Yeah, again, either, it was like exactly two seconds and was possibly instead of being them was actually uh, Mary and Pippin walking through the forest because honestly, I couldn't tell anyone apart. <laughs> <laughs> I found because they weren't ginger. So much of this film to be kind of an assault on the senses that it was hard not to turn it off. <laughs> like, yeah, I just didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like the exact opposite of being like, let me go to New Zealand so that I can immerse myself in this beautiful world that's like this fantasy. Mm -hmm. And instead it's like, yes, this is so much absolute sensory overload. Our Roman. (laughs) (laughs) And those two seconds that we got of Eowyn where she looked terrible. Yeah. Just, yeah, those eyes. They're just disturbing. Yeah. Nobody's eyes were correct. Nobody looked mm-hmm. good. They were all nobody good. looked good. None the of those was just kind of gray. Yeah. No, Smeagol was gray. Right. Wow. He was falling in that morally gray, deep symbolic spectrum. Uh, uh. And his clothes they were the same color as his skin, which was off-putting. Yep. Like maybe he had peeled off a bit of his own Never skin bathed. and made a a butt flap. Out okay. Of it. Wow, that's dark. Yes, definitely a <laughs> self-skin oh leather my jacket. God. What? Here I was thinking he just like never bathed after he rolled in mud these twenty seven times. Well, one and of so us everything was the same color. Has disturbing thoughts, and I guess one of us doesn't. <laughs> Apparently, wow. On that incredibly dark note, shall we? Yep. I feel like we've gone through your outline. I didn't mean to like end it. But yeah. Does, does anybody That's have all I've got? Anything else to say? I I feel like if we keep talking about this film, we're just gonna keep shitting on it. Yeah, probably. Yep. And as I know, we have at least one listener who enjoys it. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> just 
I wish this hadn't happened in my time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Rachel. Me too. (laughs) Oh, I've just read another note uh, about Marion Pippin clapping. It was so bad. (laughs) When Treebeard says he doesn't like orcs and they just smile and start clapping. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Why? I don't, the voice I don't. actors had left for the day. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to record that. So, All right. If you have watched this animated monstrosity and have any opinions on it, please send them in. We, we are curious about what people think of this um, film. This thing. This thing. That we is a thing that exists. come up with a drinking game to put out about this film. It is a film that exists. Yes. The drinking game is if you're watching this of your own free will, please don't be like me. Take a shot. Have a drink. <laughs> God, I don't think any of us did. I was very sober no. while watching this and yep. I didn't necessarily regret that because as I said, every single weekend this month has pretty much been about alcohol. <laughs> so anytime um, that I'm not drinking is kind of nice. I watched a bunch of this first thing in the morning. Oh, wow. That was an experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's my own fault. <laughs> uh, so if you have opinions on this film, please let us know. We are deeply curious on what everyone thinks. Um, our next episode will either be our drunk episode with uh, uh, Gollum impressions, or it will be our Peter Jackson Two Towers episode, depending on if we can find a time to all get drunk together. Yay. Yay. Fantastic. I Maybe. Okay. All right. So we yeah. will see you all in the new year then. Uh, and if you wish to email your thoughts on this film to us, you can do so at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter at toreadtolkien. And we always appreciate a good rating or review on your podcast listening device of choice. And I'm going to say that that's it for this week. I've been Caitlin. I've been HL. I've been Emmy. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. 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 Did we, I don't think we did, but did we introduce ourselves at the beginning? Oh, no, we didn't. We okay. just started shitting on the movie. We just started, yeah, sorry. I just figured we should probably tag that on the end before we, before or after we sign off. <laughs>